Welcome to Theology Untapped and I am Alan Verghese joined with Regina Verghese. Today we will be discussing about a subject called defining success and for that we have our good friends Jeff and Tanya with us. Hi Jeff, hi Tanya. Hi. Great, Hello. Great to have you guys here for, for this. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, we would love to hear about where you're coming from, where did you grow up, uh, what, what was your educational background and what do you do? at the moment. I'm Tanya. I'm originally from Abu Dhabi. Uh-huh. But I moved to Canada when I was 10. So I consider that home now. And then I moved to Oklahoma City when I was 30. And so I did my undergrad in Canada. I did a bachelor's in design, uh, specifically graphic design. And now I work as a graphic designer. So okay. that's what I do. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jeff Matthews. You don't need my last name, really, but you got it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I was born in India. I lived in India till I was nine, uh, and then I lived in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, mm-hmm. for about six years, seven years. Then I moved here to Oklahoma City. Uh, lived here for most of my life. Uh, since we're talking about success, I guess just educationally, I did my undergrad here, <coughs> and then. Moved to Philadelphia for a couple of years, did a master's there, mm-hmm. then eventually moved back here after I couldn't find a job. Yep. And then just recently, I actually finished another master's. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if, if that qualifies as so you're successful. Like the perfect person to talk to. Oh, well, yeah. well, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> and you work now. I do work now, yes. I work for a hospital system here. Actually, both of us, we both work for the same hospital and system. And you both are married. We yes, are, yes we are married to each other, yes. <laughs> specifically. Uh, we're parents. We yeah. are parents, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you, thank you for sharing that. And um, just to begin with, how do you define success? I mean, we will go deeper into it, but in a, just in a nutshell, how do you define success? Such a loaded question. Can you start us with an easier question? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess on a shallow level, I would define success as how much money I'm making. Mm -hmm. Um, But on a deeper level, I would would consider success just being content in Christ. And so that actually took a long time for me to kind of learn and come to terms with. Um, Because I looked at success, I think, from every other angle except, you know, being a follower of Christ mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's like a world attitude or just my attitude growing up or what it is but uh, it took me a long time to just be like okay no you know fine I don't have the biggest house mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor mm-hmm. but I'm happy you know being a follower of Christ so do you have um, anything to add to that I guess significance uh, success as far as worldly standards I always associated success with being able to provide for myself mm-hmm. or provide for my family but also mm-hmm. with a little extra the n plus one sort of thing so yeah, whatever yeah. you have and then just a little bit more so that you can enjoy life uh, is is how i frequently associated success now i'm actually considering when you look over and over and what the bible has to say it frequently talks about uh, like for example the the master who gave the different servants the talents and and how he, he gave each of them different amounts. Hmm. And then you consider the first was what, five? Second one, was, yeah, or is it ten, three, five? And, yeah. Or it, I don't know. Obviously, I should know my Bible better. <laughs> Not a one success three. there. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, 
how each of them were given different amounts based on what they had to bring, right? right. But never in that parable was it considered that the one who had the most was the most successful. It's rather the fact that they were able to turn that around and go, okay, God, like I, I do this for you, whether yeah. it's one yeah. or two. And the one that was considered unsuccessful was the one who, first of all, thought that it was not his, uh, it, he was not willing to give to the master what he, the master was owed. Yeah. Uh, and how it's not necessarily the one who had the most that was considered the most successful. So I guess the long-winded uh, answer would be success as a Christian is to Hopefully one day stand before God to have him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if he is able to say that about us individually and us together as a husband and wife, I, I mean, it, does, it doesn't really matter if we have yeah. all those other things. Yeah. Do you think your uh, view of success has changed over time? Like from when you were younger mm -hmm. to now? And yeah. why? I mean, I would say definitely because mm. I think for me, it's more just as I was growing up, I realized I like... The success for me is being content, like yeah. what in whatever situation it is. So whether it's like, you know, okay, fine, it's it's a job that I have, but it's not necessarily the best job that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, just being content with that, I feel like it's almost, and I don't know, if like because you can kind of get into those topics where you're like, well, are you not aiming high enough, you mm -hmm. know, and are you just kind of like okay with the status quo, which I struggle with that too. Yeah, but yeah, I would say definitely it's it's kind of grown over time and less about like numbers and results or I think my situation was I was always comparing myself to my two sisters mm. um, That's true. and both of them by a worldly definition or even what cultural definition are more successful yeah, yeah. air quotes <laughs> than yeah. me yeah. and so I think like kind of getting over that and then yeah. just realizing like okay for me it's not about like okay what title i have or how much money i'm bringing home it's right. more about am i just happy and content with the life that i have yeah so jeff you you also would you say that your pers perspective of success changed let's say go back from when you were in school oh um, yeah it's significantly or, changed yeah uh, and this may be also just coming from the point of view of as uh, Indians, we either just culturally or whatever pressure we put on ourselves, what we view as success is significantly different than hmm. the average person that I've spoke to, especially yeah. here in uh, here in America. Can you I, define that? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of someone I spoke with, and he's an American, and he has he actually just straight up told me once that he views my life as aspirational, which I would have never considered that yeah. uh, because he saw the fact that I had going on like four degrees now and I, I really don't say that like in a braggadocious way. Um, <laughs> I, I actually kept going back to school because I struggled with what I found or what I thought was not being successful enough. Yeah. So I did my first bachelor's and I was like, I can't do anything with this. I can't become a, a doctor or whatever, I, which is it was a biology degree. Mm -hmm. uh, so then I went back to school, got a psychology degree. Mm. Uh, and then I was like, okay, now I have two relatively useless degrees. Was that a bachelor's <laughs> as well? Yeah, it was another bachelor's. Okay. And then I started thinking, okay, now what, what can I do to improve my status in life within the, the Indian community? Yeah. Because the way I grew up most of my life is I saw certain things as being kind of like... The, the paramount kind of positions you want to have, yeah. like mm -hmm. the medical profession. So you either have a medical doctor or pharmacist, yeah. a, a million other options. <clears throat> and then you have like a various types of engineers, 
and then I don't know what's what's another group of lawyers. Yeah, lawyers. lawyers. I mean, uh, less so in the Malayali community, but still certainly something that a lot of people strive for. Mm-hmm. Something professional, right? Something mm-hmm. you can say, oh, I went to school for that. And I think so, also hitting that range of like. Sixty-five thousand to hundred thousand yeah. plus a year. I mean, I think your salary <laughs> definitely helps because you know I know people that are in HR, but they have a great company that they're working for, and it's just a desk job. It's whatever mm-hmm. it is, but they're bringing home a lot of money, mm-hmm. and they're seen as more you know successful than me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So even my my first attempt at like the master's degree that I pursued in uh, Philadelphia, it was ultimately in the hopes of doing something more and more in the sense of more like salary more in the sense of having a position that i could you know speak with some sort of pride and say oh i do this um and then that happened right around the time i actually started that master's degree right when that recession thing happened so i went to school and apparently so did you know everyone else because no (laughs) one had a job at that point (laughs) so then i finished that degree in 2011 and for a good Two years after that, I was either underemployed or I was unemployed or underemployed. Mm-hmm. This was also right before we got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also felt this pressure of, man, look at all these other Indians around me who have succeeded in kind of getting like the big three professions. Mm-hmm. They're now working and the next stage in their life as far as success is concerned is marriage. And after marriage is children. Mm-hmm. After children is... I don't know, retirement, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, so it felt like there were a lot of things that I I wasn't quite achieving. And, and for the longest time, I struggled with this notion that I am a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I viewed myself as a failure. Mm-hmm. Tanya heard me say it <laughs> quite often, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she got frustrated hearing it. And then, I, I guess this is almost like a testimony at this point. <laughs> totally. <laughs> 2013. I ended up getting a job that I did not qualify for at all. Yeah. Uh, I, and that actually, I think, was just God trying to show his provision in, in my life because it, when I went to the interview, the guy repeatedly said over and over, you don't qualify for this job. Mm-hmm. You don't qualify for this job. Like, he said it so many times that I was just like, why am I here? You know. So <laughs> I got in the car and just drove, uh, expecting never to hear from him again. Mm. And then he called me and he said, you know what, I'm going to give you a shot. Yeah, and that job ended up being in healthcare administration. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I worked for the uh, health system here, and then I decided again to pursue another master's in this, like in relation to that. So I got the healthcare administration master's mm-hmm. in the hopes that I want to one day, you know, do something in operations. Yeah. So both of you like shifted from the idea that I want to be someone successful. Yeah. So you both kind of had this desire to pursue something which what society would value as successful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or Indian cultural mm-hmm. perspective. And then, but you tried it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff, you, you said you failed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now you both see yourself as successful? I guess, so yeah, according to the worldly standards, uh, we would be considered successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have a house, mm-hmm. we're happily married, we have a child. Yeah, we've hit all of the, yeah, the, the we don't have, we haven't gotten yeah. to the 2.1 children average yeah. or whatever, yeah. and yeah. we don't have a white picket fence. Well, you also have to but, wonder, like, between men and women, how the definition of success is different. Like, for me, you know, I was, I'm happy with my career and happy with my job and everything, but that wasn't, 
I don't think it was weighing on me as much as it is for him. Like he said, it's all about provision for him. That's Now that true. I'm a new mother, I'm like, I feel like I think of myself as like, I need to be this successful mother. I need to raise them up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And not to be so stereotypical, like, of course, the woman needs to worry about that or the man needs to worry about the job or whatever. But I think there is a difference in how we value success. And yeah. for me, maybe it's more relational. Like I want us to have a really good marriage and I want us to... raise them up right and you know have children and mm-hmm. yeah and all of that and like and my like the provision aspect is probably just amplified now because now it's not even just oh providing for myself it's not providing just for my mm-hmm. myself and my wife it's now providing for yeah my son so, providing yeah. him the opportunities to excel or succeed but even yeah, there and also leave a legacy too like yeah, there's yeah. that pressure there too so, <laughs> so i guess it's more like so we are grown up in thinking that once i get to that certain point if i have this perfect degree i will get this perfect job Mm-hmm. and then that is success mm-hmm. but when you hit the mark of real life yeah which yeah. means i consider real life as when you graduate you enter yeah. the real world you realize that success has multi layers mm-hmm. as you mentioned like mm-hmm. the aspect of relational help mm-hmm. and family marriage and then yes financial aspects and at the same time the spiritual wealth comes into spectrum mm-hmm. so Yeah, how do you how do you see the spiritual blessing as or spiritual success in the sense of how did you um Jeff would did, would you say that your experience or your understanding of worldly success shifted because of your spiritual encounter or anything of that sort? Uh so I think part of the the thing with when we consider spiritual success is and, and I don't know if this is again a cultural thing or not. I was kind of It wasn't explicitly stated. I think it was more implicit. And it didn't come from my parents either. Mm. This whole notion that if you are successful, it is because you are blessed. And if mm. you are blessed, it is because you are near to God. So oh. when you mm. don't see mm-hmm. financial success or you don't see material success or blessing, uh, then the answer in your own mind becomes, okay, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's something that I struggled with for a very long time. Yeah. <clears throat> It's almost uh, this, this kind of Old Testament sort of mm-hmm. approach to blessing. And that's not to say that God still doesn't work like that or God doesn't do that. But uh, then you actually consider everyone that Jesus interacted with, yeah. including Jesus, yeah. uh, who all died either horrible deaths like they they died ignominious deaths or so they they all suffered in horrible ways yeah. and then their lives ended some of them probably did so without having children so yeah. their their bloodline in a sense ended at that point yeah. so by worldly standards they failed in every regard mm-hmm. but that's not what i associated with christian living or yeah. even yeah. christian successful living. whatever in in terms of your spiritual growth or spiritual yeah. development so that's where i think it was right around 2009 2010 where I was kind of just having to try to reconcile all these things where I'm, I'm trying to figure out okay if if I love God and I claim to love God and if I'm trying to live for him why am I struggling so much and now I'm able to see that was actually God pruning me or molding me or whatever you want to call it because mm-hmm. I was also looking back <laughs> I was a very just 
arrogant, cocky guy who just mm-hmm. assumed that like life is supposed to be easy. Yeah. And I think I had to go through some of those struggles. I had to know what it felt like to be poor. Mm-hmm. I, I had to know, like I had to move back in with my parents out of necessity because I had so much student loans hanging over me. I couldn't get a job. And then I even ended up getting a job that I hated, mm. but that job allowed me to interact with people who were actually like destitute, who, yeah. were, who were so poor. And then to see from that perspective, you know what, my success or my, my closeness to God is not like some sort of like causational thing where if, if God loves me, mm-hmm. he blesses me. If he doesn't love me, life is supposed to be horrible. Yeah. And that's when I uh, really kind of started to understand that it's uh, ultimately about God wanting to be glorified in your life and sometimes that means life is supposed to be hard and yeah and that's something that i've had to continue to kind of reconcile and come to terms with the, the notion that if i were to just fail by worldly standards but i'm able to stand before god and say I, all i wanted was you mm-hmm. my my life is a success yes yeah. very yeah. true so yeah yeah do you say you went through anything like that tanya or would you be able to say that trying to think I don't know that I have the exact same kind of story I feel like my life has been pretty much at a you know steady level I think for me it was coming to Christ like Mm -hmm. I came to Christ later on in life and I think that's when a lot of things hit me that you know what I whatever I put on a pedestal shouldn't be on a pedestal anymore and so even just something like my relationship with Christ it's kind of easy to like I sometimes I think the way that he did about you know like your successes or your blessings matching up to your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when I first came to Christ and and it's like I felt almost not as much of a success because I didn't know as many verses. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I wasn't I didn't go to all the prayer meetings. Yeah. And so then it's kind of like you almost look at your relationship as like with Christ as whether it's successful or not. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there are moments where I still feel like okay, I'm not up to par, like mm-hmm. I'm not you know succeeding in this I'm not holy enough and I think that's where I kind of have to correct myself and I'm like okay no the the goal is a relationship with Christ you know and so I guess it's I mean it's not totally similar but it's kind of like that's that's really important because a lot of people those who grew up in churches have this idea that I have to be successful in my relationship with Christ like in the sense of like we sometimes miss the point that your life is successful because you have this relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Not not that you have to earn this once you have the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like you don't you don't have to. You are already in a relationship. That is the success. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people think, or we we fall into the trap of thinking, you know, we got to do more mm-hmm. yeah. in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have to be good enough. Before yeah. Could, yeah, and I, I yeah. mean, I felt that, and it also bleeds into, like, what the Great Commission is. Because now I feel like, oh, I don't think I'm ready to like talk to other people yet. Because like I haven't like met all these, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily pray every yeah. night or read my Bible every night or like, you know, I don't wake up at five a.m. and yeah. like, you know, like spend an hour in prayer. So then it's like I feel like okay, I'm not worthy enough or I'm not good enough to do what God has actually called me to do. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's, it's like a fine line because you can get into like setting rules for yourself that you don't how do you see yourself getting over these things in the future or how have you gotten over i think for me it's like i can't say like oh well i don't know as many verses but then never open my bible yeah so i have to open my bible and i actually have to 
sure, like learn as many verses as possible and, and like actually want to do it, not because, oh, okay, I have to match up with everyone in my church, mm-hmm. but because I actually want to do it. And mm-hmm. so also I came to a realization much later because I was like, okay, I need to work on my relationship with the Christ because I want to and not because these are the things that people are telling yeah. me or I feel this pressure to do. Do you also say that not because you want to tell that you have done this as a successful relationship with Christ? So you start from the point where you already have a relationship with yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. You, you don't have to go back to the Bible and say, oh, I have to prove it that yeah. I have yeah. a relationship. Yeah. 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 Like the end goal isn't like, you know, when you're having a discussion, be like, well, I know that verse. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that's not what you're preparing yourself for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's a really important topic to have in our mind mm-hmm. as Christians who grew up in churches. Like, keep, keep, keep in mind that the relationship with Jesus Christ is not a successful or not successful mm-hmm. game. It just, by definition, you already have a relationship with Christ and that is the biggest success mm-hmm. uh, for your spiritual self. Now, one final thought for people who are listening right now and they are going through college mm-hmm. and uh, they have aspirations, they have ambitions. How, what, what would you tell them? Because you, you guys grown up, went to, went to universities, mm-hmm come from a different angle. You grew up in India and ended up in Canada, now in Oklahoma City. You have a similar past. Do you have anything to say to the young people? I was just going to say that I think one thing that I realized, and it was actually through his dad that mentioned it and said it, and he was like, everything that you have here on earth is temporal. And so as much as, yeah, like you want to get this like awesome degree and you want to get this awesome job and you want to get married and have kids and get this great house and everything, that is not your end goal. And mm-hmm. so that's something that like really hit me in, in the last few years because it's like we could have all this stuff and then it's gone. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and also, if you have more here, as life moves on, you would have other dimensions of success. Like, for example, you mentioned about now you're married. You want to be a better wife and want yeah. to be a successful wife. Now you have children and you want to be a successful mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you always will have something yeah, to actually true. measure up, measure up, measure up, yeah. if that is your end goal. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're right. But all these things, until you're dead, you will, you will have it. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you realize all these are temporal. Yeah. It's all going to change. Yeah. And I think, um, it kind of hopping off of what Tanya said, I think let's just say there, there are students out there who are trying to define what success is for them. I think the challenging part is being honest with yourself and being able to being able to see if what you're pursuing is for the sake of comfort and security. Because that's where I struggled uh, for a very long time because I, I don't know how to explain this. Like, uh, I guess, hashtag blessed. I, I, make, <laughs> I make fun of that term all the time and I use it kind of sarcastically. But I remember once I was reading an article and a guy was making the point that North American Christians as a whole, or Western Christians, are, are almost cursed in the blessings that they have because we have all these things kind of pulling uh, mm-hmm. us in every direction away from God. Mm-hmm. Because once you have a good job, then you have a good salary, then you have the things that you associate with success, like a, a house and you know what yeah. a, two cars, three cars, whatever, kids. Uh, your 401k or your mm. Roth IRA and all those things. And all these things ultimately are done for the sake of giving ourselves some semblance of 
security. Mm. It's it's to feel like, oh, okay, if things were to fall apart right now, mm-hmm. if I were to lose my job, I have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. When you consider what success looks like for a Christian who is coming from like a, a very poor nation or from a, like a village who mm. uh, they first come to Christ and they have nothing to speak of, right? Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily even know how they're going to figure out about their next meal. Yeah. Uh, and yet they place all of that burden on, on Christ and they go, mm-hmm. you know what? You are my provider. Like I, my provision only comes from you. Yeah. And, and even if they don't know the Bible as well, they're yeah. almost better off. Yeah. Because there's there's a faith there that we don't have because we put all these things up as as our we're worshiping creation instead yeah. of the creator in, in a sense. So I, I I guess to answer your question, I think everyone has to be kind of honest and figure out, okay, do I wanna be a doctor or do I yeah. wanna be a lawyer or do I mm-hmm. wanna be an engineer? Because it gives me some sense of security yeah. or it or it makes me feel like okay I can go on vacation yeah. Yeah. And, and enjoy this world and just kind of enjoy all the things associated with this world when really what God is saying is I, I want you to run after me I want you to seek after me yeah. and it's possible that God in his infinite mercy just chooses not to give you any of those things yeah. because he cares more about your soul and wanting yeah. wanting you to, to draw near to him and, and, and I guess probably one last comment I would make is it's, it's nothing wrong with chasing the so-called blessings or anything mm, like it's that. It's good to have ambition. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, but is it is it leading you towards Jesus or taking me away from Him right. in your walk with Him? Uh, I think one thing that me and Alan were discussing, I think it was yesterday or the day before, we were outlining like what it's what it how it seemed to be successful in America, and it's almost like we have this spider web of um, all the points you're supposed to touch and how things are supposed to be done like like you you get married and you have children and then um, once you have children you work towards going to retirement and yeah and it one leads to other one leads to mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. And it's linear yeah. yeah and soon you get to the point of like what did it do what did yeah. I do with my life yeah. yeah and then you get to the point of looking back and say I thought I was living a successful life yeah but all of a sudden I'm I don't know. I don't feel successful. Right. Like I don't the, feel fulfilled. I think the question would be: Does success necessarily lead to happiness, or does happiness necessarily mean you've reached success? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, are they equivalent? Yeah. Well, uh, there's. Uh, I think I don't remember the exact amount, so I guess don't hold me accountable for this. But uh, they did research and found that happiness, money doesn't buy you happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? Is is the phrase? Uh, it's actually. On some level, money does buy you happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't bring you joy, but yeah. the the magical cutoff seems to be right around I think seventy or seventy five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So if you make that, you are probably at your happiest. Okay. Uh, beyond that, they found that like there's not much in terms no of addition. Yeah, there's no like, additional <laughs> happiness for being like a multimillionaire. Uh, so if if you are able to kind of take money, care, no yeah, if you're able to take care of your needs then that's not something you focused on like you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna be worried about oh, okay what am i gonna feed my children yeah. if you yeah. have enough yeah. money to take yeah. care of that so i don't want to necessarily say that like money doesn't buy you happiness money to some degree like it yeah. gives you freedom to be mm-hmm. able to do stuff that the lack of money would not be yeah. able to do, I, so. I wanted to close on this question um and i'll address it to both of you i think jeff you mentioned that Christ and the apostles were kind of the opposite end of the spectrum when it came to what the world defines as success. So um, would you care to expand on that a little bit more? And how do you think that relates to us today? So when you consider, and, and I'll speak from the, the Malayali perspective, 
I, I have heard from multiple people who have said that their parents have said to them, actually my parents have never said this to me, but I've, I've heard people say, we suffered so you don't have to. Mm. Even in terms of them choosing to you know, go halfway around the world before Google was a thing and, and just coming into a new city, not knowing how to take care of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories from pastors saying stuff like, I had five bucks in my pocket, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they managed to kind of come here to America, settle somewhere, struggle through life, and their kids are able to, to succeed from that point of view. At the same time, then you look at someone like Jesus, who he was single, he never got married, mm-hmm. he died at 33, he, he was poor, like it, it, everything in the Bible would suggest that he didn't have money. Mm. In fact, he didn't even pay taxes himself. Like mm. he had to tell his disciples, like, you know, go pull out a fish and like yeah. pay the taxes on. So even in that sense, by worldly standards, Jesus was in every way a yeah. quote unquote failure. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't think that. But if we were to apply our own standards to Jesus and his disciples, and we were to hold ourselves or hold them to the same standard that we place on ourselves, mm-hmm. it, it, we would actually be saying, you know what? The disciples didn't do much with their lives. Like, yeah. they weren't educated. <laughs> they didn't go yeah. get a bunch of, you know, they didn't go to school. You know, they didn't have, like, you know, read about them having a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't live long. The only one of the disciples lived to a healthy old age of, yeah. what, 90 or That's something? What, yeah. But the rest of them all died relatively young. Yeah. So just this notion that, we need to kind of step back and go, you know what, success does not mean health, wealth, yeah. prosperity. Uh, yeah. And and if that's what you associate with success, you're going to be bitterly disappointed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and if anything, you're also going to be incredibly angry at God yeah. because you think that God owes you that. Yeah. And when, when that doesn't happen, that's, that's a shock. Yeah. Well, on that note, I guess we can wrap it up. And one final thought is that success and worldly success and whatever you do today doesn't necessarily actually give you or buy you spiritual eternity or spiritual blessings or a long-term success only in christ you have success and how you can actually live life for him is what defines success thank you for listening to us this is alan Vergis and regina Vergis signing off theology and tab your source for theological discourse